What up, bros? This is the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. We are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Um, this week on the podcast, we got some adventures in hunting. We got quite a few new pops coming out. Um, we got one Blu-ray that came out this week. Yep. Hell yeah. Um, and through the wall news, we got some, uh, new information on Twilight Zone season one and Shazam. And we also got a reaction from Chris Evans, uh, reacting to the first hour of Endgame. So, yay. Yeah, the world is not ready for this. Nope. Uh, in this week's sneak peeks, we got three trailers to talk about. We got the Angry Birds 2 trailer. Uh, we got Dora the Explorer and the Lost City of Gold. Eh. Key winner of the week. Come on. <laughs> and we also got scary stories to tell in the dark. And then for our main event of the evening, we are... Actually, I'm going yeah, to be Yeah, this is all this you, one. bro. Yeah. Um, Going to be handling a Ms. Marvel Dreamcast, so it's 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 gonna be fun. Yes. Hopefully, I'm hoping this is good because I've been spending like all freaking week writing this. He literally spent the time that you would on like a school paper on this, so I'm impressed. Yeah, I it really, was yeah. so it was originally supposed to be an outline. Like, just kind of go over, like, notes, and then I just started writing. Turn into a whole damn script. Yeah, turn in like, pretty I'm, I, close. I'm not even done yet, and I have, like, at least, like, three pages worth damn, of shit. Damn, dude. Holy shit. I'm excited to hear it. But I'm, like, super close. Anyway. So, before we get into that, um, let's move on, shall we? Let's do it. Okay, first off in Adventures in Hunting, we got some new pops that are coming out. We got a Carnage that's going to be coming out, and that's, yeah. uh, is that an exclusive? Or? Yeah, I just don't know where it's an exclusive to. There's like a red sticker on it, which is, I, I know that like really doesn't help. Um, but I I want to say it like a, said a CC exclusive. CC? Yeah. What I don't the hell know. is CC? Uh, I don't know. I guess like a new exclusive brand. Um, where is it? Oh, AAA exclusive. AAA. So you gotta be like super old to do this or to get this one. Uh, oh wait. I don't know. So it says Marvel Spider Spider Carnage AAA AAA anime exclusive pop, and it's available for pre-order at a couple um sites including Arconia, Dragons Trading, and BBTS. I don't know what the hell I don't those know. Are. I don't either. But the the figure looks freaking badass. Oh yeah, it looks really badass. Not so, one that I'm. I see myself picking. up. I don't either. I don't really need this. Um, but so. I do appreciate how cool it looks. I do too. Um, we also got news of what the next Marvel Collector Core box is going to be, and shocker, it's Avengers Endgame. <laughs> I legit thought it was going to be Far From Home. I know. I want a Mysterio. 
I want a mysterious, like, no kidding. <laughs> like, we were joking, now we're not. <laughs> I freaking want Mysterio. What if with the Collector Corp block, bo- blocks, box, it's a plot twist, and it's all of the Black Order because they come back. Oh, my gosh. I would freaking throw it out. <laughs> You're an asshole. I'd be so mad. Dissing on the maw. Hell yeah! What do you got? Moss sucks. What do you got against him? Corvius, they're little bitches. Proxima, Cole, what? They all died like bitches. Not really. Mm, okay, Proxima had a cool death. Uh, Corvus kind of shitty death. Uh, Cole Obsidian got his ass whooped by a weakling. And Ebony Maw was full on bitch mode. Yeah, I hate how they killed off the Maw. Oh, that pisses me <laughs> off still. So, I I know what I hope it is, and I'm praying that it's a Hulk. But I'm get my honest guess is I'm thinking it's gonna be like a Hawkeye. Really? I'm I'm honestly thinking that. I think he's gotten so much shit over the past little while with Infinity War yeah. that they're gonna hook him up. Uh, yeah, but he's getting already the his new suit and then like a quantum realm suit. So I don't know where else he can, what else he can do with a Hawkeye. I know, I don't know what else. You the can only thing get. I can think of that they haven't done of yet is um his original Avenger suit because they done the one for Age of Ultron and Civil War. I don't know if they would do that I for Endgame. Oh, I know they wouldn't, but that's like the only thing that I can think of like paying homage to Hawkeye. Hmm. So uh, as much as I love Hawkeye. You know I do. He's my favorite superhero. I I don't see them doing Hawkeye for this. Mm. I see. I to me, I see something to do with Thanos and maybe like Iron Man. I hope not. I'm we're, I'm or probably going to get a movie America. moment with Iron Man and Thanos. I that'd be cool. It would be really cool. Thanos. No, I want a movie moment of Hulk and Thanos. And Hulk just wrecking. See, it's just like Thanos' blood coming out of his mouth after Hulk yes. punches him. <laughs> Caleb would literally cry at how beautiful that is. Oh, you have no idea, dude. <laughs> um, Yeah, so that's coming out. Uh, the next thing we got is a Game of Thrones AT&T exclusive figure. Yeah. Okay, so and it's the, the Night King. Yes, yep, Night King. Night King? I have no idea who that is. It's the main bad guy that we haven't really seen at all. We've oh. only seen a couple times. Is he cool? He's pretty cool. Okay. Is he worth an AT&T exclusive, though? Not worth an AT&T exclusive. Well, damn it. I mean, it is metallic, so I guess that's pretty cool. What about a Verizon or Sprint exclusive? <laughs> maybe mm, T-Mobile? I'm thinking maybe Sprint. Mm. Okay. Not Boost or Virgin Mobile? Okay, now that I think about it, he's more Virgin Mobile. <laughs> All right. Or Boost, whichever one's lower on the Hey, the I scale. have Boost Mobile, so can we go with Virgin Mobile? Yeah. Okay. We can go Virgin Mobile. Thank you. Uh, It's a cool-looking figure. It is. It has the metallic uh overlay on top of it, yeah. so it, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Other than that, I don't see people really going after this. I see. I think people... this is AT and T being like, "Can we get one?" No, I f- I feel people will still go after this, and the reason why is because of that exclusive sticker, 
And I'm sure it's going to go fast and people are going to be selling them for a shit ton of money. Come you have on. a point there. Yeah, let's face it. Um, the next uh, figure that we got is Wonder Woman, and it's Amazonia. Yeah, or Amazonian. I think that's what it is. It's a really weird-looking figure. It is, but it does look cool. It does re- look really cool. It's just the hair's funky. It look, doesn't look like it belongs. It doesn't. Wait, let me see her again. This kind of looks... I was going to say this looks like her from uh, one of the DC animated movies, but it doesn't. And I don't know what the hell Amazonia is. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. I, Odd. I don't plan on picking this one up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't either. I I kind of want to see it in person. Yeah, I do too. But I don't plan on buying it. Um, And then the last one we got is uh, Avengers Endgame uh, figures are starting to show up in Hallmark. Yeah. So we thought it was just Nebula, but we actually saw a couple, about 20 minutes before we hit the record button, a uh, guy on the uh, Utah Funko Fanatics page on Facebook posts that he found the entire set at the Orem Hallmark. And oh, yeah. Yeah. It's insane. insane. They're so cool. They are. Mm, I, I want, want that Hulk. I want that so Hawkeye. Bad. I want that Hawkeye. We need to go hunting soon. Yes, we really do. Um, Yeah, so that covers all of the uh, the pop figures, unless you got anything else to add. No, I do not. Moving on to Blu-rays. Um, Aquaman came out this week. Yes, I still have not picked it up. Caleb so Bons- if it was like, if it was the normal thirty, would you pick it up? In store, yeah. Well, okay, so so it's really a difference of like three bucks. Dude, that's a lot to spend on just a re- like. I know it's an exclusive, but to spend thirty-three dollars on a Blu-ray exclusive and it's not four K. I'm sorry, that's a lot of money. Oh, uh, okay. I yeah. thought it was the 4K. No, if it was the 4K, oh, I'd be all up on that. That's a good deal. But no, it's just the regular Blu-ray. Mm. Um, the 4K one is 37, I believe. But I'm just gonna get the regular Blu-ray one because I have all the other movies in 4K, and I don't feel in. I don't have 4K yet, so I don't feel the need to buy Aquaman in 4K. Right. So, I mean, maybe like when I actually get a 4K, I'll just buy it on 4k just the regular copy right um but yeah it's weird because online the regular blu-ray digibook of aquaman at target is 30 but if you go in store it's 33 Hmm. it's weird so i mean yeah i can just price match it in store but i'm probably just gonna order it online i think it's easier so cool yeah um, so that covers our adventures in hunting. Moving on to our through the wall news, um, Twilight Zone season one got certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's at ninety percent right now with twenty something reviews. That's not bad. Yeah. The so is this a sh- show that's going to be on like network television? Yeah, I or? think it's on CBS. I believe CBS. Yeah. It's it's not on that all access thing, is it? It probably is. That's bullshit. That's so dumb. Why? Well, isn't CBS All Access, isn't that like all the shows that they have on regular well, CBS? Well, it's their streaming service, oh. but like they've only had like a couple shows on oh. there. I mean, they might not have it on there. It might just be on just the regular channel for a while. I don't know. I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, I definitely want to check this out. Dumb. I mean, 
I'll, honestly, after seeing us, all I will see anything that Jordan Peele comes out with. I thought he was just hosting it. Well, yeah, okay, maybe, okay, let me phrase that. Anything that he is in or that he makes. Fair enough. Yeah. He's definitely taken to the, the horror route. And I don't blame him because he's very good at it. Yeah. I haven't seen us yet. You have. I have. And you might talk me into seeing this horror movie in theaters. Because it's not really scary. It's not really like a lot of like jump scares. It's more like like intense, like, I don't know, like just like where you think, just like, like thinking of where it can go. You're, I don't know, like you're kind of like on the edge of your seat a little bit. Like kind of blood curling horror. Yeah, a little bit. I freaking love shit like yeah. that. So like mo- I'm, like I'm I was down. telling Caleb, a lot of people hated where the third act went. I actually liked where Peel took it. So like I think I think it's at like a ninety five percent right now on Rotten Tomatoes, and I think that's well deserved. It's not bad. Yeah. But we'll see how well it does when we break it down after yeah. Shazam. Yeah. Um. Which speaking of, Shazam is next on our. Isn't it? Yep, yeah. sure is. <laughs> kind of had that little segue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Shazam is also got certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, let me see what that is certified fresh at, because it's pretty damn high. Yeah, they do they. so they should have some audience scores since they did have that early viewing for from Fandango. That's true. So let's read a couple of those. So it is at a 93% right now. 93? Damn! Yeah, the critics' consensus says, an effortlessly entertaining blend of humor and heart, Shazam is a superhero movie that never forgets the genre's real power, joyous wish fulfillment. Okay. Oh, I, like I can dig this. Uh, let's see. Some critics. Uh, this heartfelt origin story is more than the sum of its immense charm and Spielbergen attention to detail detail captures the original comics combination of breezy heroism and nutty plotting transferred from the 1940s to the modern era with great skill 1940s yeah what the hell Mm -hmm. this just got infinitely more interesting (laughs) yeah right (laughs) buoyant and unpretentious shazam aims low and mostly succeeds a kid-friendly caper powered with enough energy to keep its target audience engaged with a fun central conceit... I think I spelled that, said that right. Conceit that plays like a cross between Big and Superman. I freaking love Big. Oh, I love Big, And I freaking love Superman, so I'm 100% down with this. Uh, No, I'll just read two more. Uh, Welcome Antidote to the usual brooding DC fair, an upbeat superhero movie that feels young at heart. <laughs> That's freaking got to get that dig in DC, yeah, huh? Of course. Shazam is just a lightning bolt of unexpected joy that is certainly worth your time and money. All right. Well, I am. I was already super excited to see this, uh, but now I'm. I'm officially. Really I'm, yeah, I'm really on board. Yeah, I like how we kind of get that dig in at DC in that second to last one. It's kind of. I cool. freaking love that because. <laughs> It's true. They're like I think they're starting to realize that they need to be a little bit more like Marvel. Yeah. Like not so much that it's like the same thing, but just enough. I think they can make it like realistic and edgy without being like 
you need to turn your brightness up to watch this movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I appreciate that. I do too. I'm excited to uh, to see it now. Yeah. Um. Okay, and then our last bit of news is Chris Evan reacting. Um, it, it was actually in a magazine interview. I don't remember the magazine. Damn it, Caleb. I know. I'm super shitty at remembering that stuff. You are. But he reacts to the first hour of Endgame, and he says that there are three times that he started to choke up. And I'm just, shit. (sighs) Shit, shit, shit. (laughs) Maybe I really should bring a pack of tissues to this. Dude, I've been prepping my bladder. I probably should be prepping my heart. Yeah, right? (laughs) Because uh, we all, oh we also got the uh, the yeah the official runtime yeah the runtime three is... hours and two minutes ooh that Those is going two minutes to are be crucial rough yeah that is going this to be is why I don't rough. drink anything at the movie theater but still that sometimes doesn't go my way and I still have to pee really bad for some reason ugh, I hate my bladder so I've actually been in training i've been tr- like i've been pre like i didn't know how long this was- movie was going to be yeah i knew it was going to be in like the three four hour range three two four and so i've been prepping like it's a four hour movie <laughs> just to get a little over prepared and i'm actually doing like really solid right now i'm at two hours 45 minutes i can hold it so Dang. I only got like 15 minutes and some change. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, it gets it gets pretty rough around that two hour 45 minute mark. And that's me constantly drinking throughout the day too. Really? Wow. Yeah. So I usually so I usually prep with water. Okay. For a while. And then a couple weeks before I start drinking about like the same thing that I'm going to drink at the movie theater. Okay. Which is usually like lemonade or Powerade or whatever, whichever theater we go to. Yeah. And yeah, so that, and then I start prepping with that. Because I don't know why, because I have different reaction times with different fluids. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So, yeah, that covers uh, our through wall news. Well, I don't, you didn't, oh wait, no, you did say what he said, sorry. Yeah. For a second, I thought you didn't. I'm losing my mind. I'm you got sorry. anything else to add? No, I'm just not going to be ready for this. Neither am I. Neither am I. Okay. All right. Um, moving on to this week's sneak peeks, we got three trailers that we're going to talk about. The first one, Angry Birds 2. The sequel that we did not think we were ever going to get. Nor did we really even need, because the first movie was not that successful. Yeah. The movie wasn't that good. I didn't mind the first Angry Birds. Like, don't get me wrong. It was fun. Yeah. But, eh. I mean, I feel like with the idea, I think they did the best that they could. Um, But nowhere when the movie ended did I say, oh, this movie needs a sequel. We need to see the birds and pigs working together. Yeah. Exactly this was more of like, okay, this was fun. Yeah, never gonna watch this again. But this was fun. I've actually watched it a couple times after it came out. Why? I don't know. I kind of enjoy it. Why? I don't know. I like the Angry Birds movie. It's not awful, but it's not good. It's just 
All right. I've lost like a <laughs> whole lot of respect for you. <laughs> uh, of all the bad movies, like I would have been even a little less upset if you would have said that you watched the Emoji movie. That's not true. Are, that I is was going to say, like, really? Lie. That is a blatant yeah, lie. Yeah, I was going to be like, whoa, dude, those are on completely different <laughs> levels of bad. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, that's what I thought. Bitch. Let's shut up now. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> yeah, so this one is a good, is, is an all right trailer. It they was. did reuse footage, which is a huge no-no in my book. Yeah. Um. Unless you're doing like flashback stuff, like uh, Endgame's doing, that's fine. Well, wasn't you're... it kind of flashback? <sighs> flashback to when he was a kid. Nah, not really. The way that he was just dis- like we just we need the recap that everyone hated him. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of dumb. Yeah. Like this, like with what Endgame did, this is ten years, eleven in the making. Yes. So is. yeah, you need to cut back to the first movies because yeah. it's been freaking years. Yeah. Angry Birds didn't need to. No. It's like, yeah, everyone hated me. Yeah, we know. We hated you, too. They're, they're ma- so- didn't you hear? Sony's making a cinematic universe. The emojis are going to meet up with the Angry Birds, and it's just going to be a big thing. If that was true, <laughs> there would be a Marvel, or there would be an executive at Sony that would blow their brains out. <laughs> oh. Oh shit, that would be so bad. I mean, I it's definitely better than the first trailer. I'll give him that. Cuz the first trailer I could barely even finish. It was very that bad. Yeah. Um I mean, it, I'll admit it is nice seeing um a red chuck and a bomb back, but that's about the only positive I got. Yeah. Cuz I actually like those three characters. This was just like compilation of really big actors like Jason Sudeikis, yeah. um Josh, Bill Hader, yep, Josh, Gad, Josh Gad, Danny McBride, Tiffany Haddish, yep. Peter Dinklage. Yeah, who does Peter Dinklage play again? He's the 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 eagle. Oh, oh, he's Mighty Eagle? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I forgot. Shows you how much I remember the first one, even though I I don't mind that movie. Yeah, like this is just the huge, just like celebrities getting together, and eh, not super excited for it. I'm not either. I'll probably check it out on a five buck Tuesday just to see probably how bad it is. I'm probably gonna wait until I can, till I buy it. Yeah, if you buy it. Yeah, that's the thing. If not, I can wait till it streams. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, the next one that we got is Dora the Explorer and the Lost City of Gold. Stop the presses. This is my most anticipated movie of 2019. Screw Avengers Endgame. This is the shit right here. Oh. This is... Eh. So I watched it yeah, first. Yeah, there is like a funny story behind this yeah, trailer. So the first time I watched this trailer, it was after I went to bed around 4 in the morning. What the hell were you up so late? So I was just I couldn't sleep. I oh. just so I was up that late or early technically, and yeah. then I woke up for work around eight. And okay. so I only was I was on four hours of sleep, freaking just dying. Yeah. Saw this trailer and I was just like, it wasn't terrible. <laughs> it wasn't like 
I'm like I told Rose, I'm like, it's nothing great, but it's fine. And he's like, you need sleep and you need to watch this again. So that night after I completely crashed, woke up the next morning, went through my work day, came home and watched it again. And I regretted everything that I said. <laughs> so I, if, if you view this as a not Dora the Explorer, it looks like it could be an interesting movie. Somewhat. I don't even Somewhat. know if I would go there. Somewhat. Yeah. Like, some some things need to be, like, removed, but yeah. it it would look like a very interesting on-its-own movie. The only... But seeing that it's Dora, this is like Dora meets Tomb Raider, and it doesn't work. It, it doesn't. It, Dora as a teenager does not work. Yeah. And not even that. When did she become, like clumsy yeah exactly she's not clumsy she's an educator yeah <laughs> i mean i'm sure she got some uh what, what's the word i'm looking for oh my gosh i don't know where am i okay you know actually you take back over this i don't let me think about where i wanted to go with my point <laughs> okay um yeah, so it doesn't work in live action. It doesn't work with her being a teenager. Diego is suddenly like some city boy. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? No. Oh, okay, this is what I want to say. I'm sure she took on some mental problems when she had a lot of people not answering her back. Not answering her back. Get it? Remember? Because in the TV oh. show, yeah. <laughs> that would be freaking great to see. That would be funny. Where she's just like... Where's this place? And then some dude's just like, it's over there. <laughs> like, can't you see? Oh, just turn around, Dora. And she's like, there it is. <laughs> if we don't get some nod uh, like that. The only thing that I will see this movie for is that Benicio Del Toro is playing Swiper the Fox. What? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> That's the only reason I will see it. <laughs> Is he an actual? Oh my hell! That's that's incredible. So wait, so it doesn't show who's playing Boots. Does that mean that Boots doesn't talk? Unless yeah, that's, that's dumb. No, Boots has to talk. It didn't even look like was he? he no, it didn't even boots? look like. No, it did. It did not look like Boots. Stupid. So dumb. I mean. Hell, Rufus, you could tell he was a CGI character, like, damn, but at least he actually looked like the cartoon character. Yeah, that Boots is, like, super tiny. Oh, okay, alright, yeah, I will see it even more now. Danny Trejo is playing the voice of Boots. Are you <laughs> shitting me? Dead serious? Oh, this is opening night shit, dude. <laughs> uh, this is totally opening night shit. Oh my gosh! Oh. I take back everything I said. I'm infinitely more excited for this movie. <laughs> Just because of those two voices, they made this movie. Oh, my hell. Oh, that's going to be so cool. That is going to be... You, you can tell I feel Michael Pena is, like, really trying in this movie to, like, make it Yeah. It... <laughs> He's the only I wonder if the director is like, okay, you can, you can... You don't have to try so hard, dude. <laughs> like, this is Dora. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's a Nickelodeon movie. Let's take it down a little bit. Oh my gosh. 
I am. I shit. Might... This might actually be number one on my list now. <laughs> Dude, I think it might too. This is good. This is if this movie. I'm not going to the movie because it looks interesting. I'm going it for comedic value only. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. Oh my gosh, I'm just picturing Trejo's voice coming out of Boots. I know. It's so weird. And Boots is so tiny. <laughs> uh, whoever decided on casting, bravo. You voice deserve cat. a raise. Yes. Very much so. Oh my gosh. Uh, the last trailer that we're going to talk about is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yeah. And this I one's... somewhat remember reading these as a kid. I remember I had the book. The pictures scared the shit out of me. Did they? Uh-huh. I don't remember these stories at all. Don't? Okay. I, so I don't remember reading them? I don't even remember like hearing about I them. I don't remember the stories a lot. I remember the pictures. Maybe we'll have to like try to find like a copy in the wild when we're out hunting or something, and I'll show you. Um, Like nightmare fuel? Yeah, kind of. A little bit. <laughs> um, Like how I was able to sleep after reading one of these is beyond me. Um, You had a Chucky doll. This is true. This is very true. Um, but I, I'm interested. Um, I don't really get like a full like, oh, I have to see this movie from this trailer. Um, yeah. It looked more like, oh, this looks like it could be cool. Yeah. If I got nothing else going on, maybe. I mean. Not with, for me. No. Nah. <laughs> like, I'm waiting until I can watch this on a really small screen. Yeah. Like with um, Like with Goosebumps, after even the first trailer. I I actually like really wanted to see it. I was on board, um, but with this one, I'm kind of just like, uh, so not on board either way. No, I, I mean, who who did it say that it's that has a part in it or is a has a hand in it? Wasn't it Guillermo del Toro? Guillermo, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll see it for that, cause I'm interested to see him taking, cause I'm assuming this is for kids, cause it was a children's book. Uh, if you think this is for kids, you are sadly mistaken. Okay, hopefully it's a PG-13 thing, then. It's Guillermo del Toro, dude. Oh, yeah, okay, good point. <laughs> um, But just because of that, I am actually interested in it. Uh, I a little bit. I see a little bit more. Maybe yeah. a little bit less with the, the last scene. Oh, that was... Apparently, I didn't know Caleb cannot handle zits no like i can't handle the big ass ones oh okay so the reason i i have such a hard time with this is because a they're gross this is and true b uh brielle was watching dr pimple popper when we were on uh we were to get or yeah when we were together on a weekend watching it on tv and it like uh, <laughs> Like the thought of it makes me want to. The way gag. he freaked out though at the end of this trailer, I was dying laughing. I'm, it was so funny, dude. And it was before any of the scary shit. Yeah, right. But she was just going to like pop it, and yeah. I was like, "Nope, can't do it." <laughs> and uh, then the scary shit came out, like where it started to move, and like that little hair or whatever thing popped out. Yeah, and, that was. Uh, <laughs> nope, can't do it. Uh, Cannot do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I gotta stop talking about it. Okay, but one out of three. You know what? I'm gonna actually for number one. I'm gonna have to go with the Angry Birds movie too. 
Are you wait for three? No, for one. For one? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You made bad decisions. Okay. Wow. What's what's after that? Uh I'm basing this just off trailers, not like voice acting. Number two will be scary stories to tell in the dark, and then three would be Dora. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm a little opposite. I not my number one because of voice acting is Dora. <laughs> All right. Because the thought of Danny Trejo's voice coming out of tiny little boots brings my soul so much freaking joy. <laughs> so he's number that's number one. Alright, fair. Number two is scary stories to tell in the dark. Okay. Even though I'm pr- that's probably gonna be a movie that I can't make watch. It through. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to make it through that. Yeah. Like if I'm remembering the books jump correct- scare. Yeah. If I'm remembering the books correctly, yeah, you're not going to be able to make it through this movie. Yeah. And then number three is Angry Birds, too. Bitch. (laughs) It's a close number three. Okay. If that makes you feel better. Okay. So, yeah. Um, You got anything else to add? I don't. No, I do not. All right. Well, let's say we get into the Ms. Marvel Dreamcast. Let's do it. Time for the game. Let's play game. Okay, for our main event of the evening, um, this is something I've been working on. Yeah, take it away, so Caleb. It's going to be mainly me. I'm going to break it up into little sections so we can talk about it. Okay. See, like what improvements we can come up with. Okay. Um. But yeah, so the. I'm break or I'm going to do a Dreamcast of the superhero Ms. Marvel. Um, just a quick little explanation of her. She is the first and I think the only Muslim superhero that Marvel has. She's 16 years old. She is an inhuman, and like that's where her, why she has powers. Um, and. Her abilities are a little funky. So she can grow really big and she can shrink. Um, not like Ant-Man small, but just like tiny. Okay. So maybe like the size of a, a small toy. Okay. Um, She can make her fists grow different sizes. So it's kind of like Mr. Fantastic, but she just makes her, her she can change her, how her body is. Like with so she so she doesn't have elasticity, so she can stretch if she wants, but it's more like it's more like if she were to make her bot like with her stretching, yeah. And I'm putting that in quotes. It's like she can make her fist really big and then punch really far away, and then just like kind of like um like think Stretch Armstrong. Okay. So that toy where it, yeah. He, so his body stretches and he can only stretch a certain distance. Uh-huh. And then it's like, it's like if you grab it by his wrist, his hand is still that size. So it's kind of like that. Okay. So she still has bones and everything. It's just, they act a little different. Mr. Hmm. Fantastic. His ability is he can stretch any part of his body. Yeah. So he, he's more like, <sighs> I'm trying to think of something else, but he 
he's doesn't have bones. Mm-hmm. So it's like his ability, he doesn't have bones, and he can like form constructs with his body. She, uh, Ms. Marvel, she still has to have her body shape. Okay. So it's just manipulating like a humanoid figure. With Mr. Fantastic, he can morph his body. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's kind of a little bit about her. Um, so I have the way that we're going to do this from now on is a cast of people, um, like what their role is and who we cast in that role. I put a list of things that need to happen for this movie to work. Okay. And then just an overall story. And this started out as a, as an outline turned into a full-blown screenplay. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, like I said, I'm, I'm not even completely done with it, but I know where it's going to go, so okay. I can continue on. Okay. So, the first one, or person, so I'm going to have Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel, her dad, Yusuf Khan, her mother... Uh, Maniba Khan, her brother Amir Khan, her best friend, or one of her best friends, uh, Nakia, also goes by Kiki, uh, Bahadir, um, one of her white friends. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what else to, how to explain him. Her other best friend. Um, Bruno Corelli. Um, his Bruno's older brother, Vic Corelli. Then I'm gonna have Captain Marvel, or Carol Danvers in it, and Wolverine. And like I said, so the things that need to happen for this movie to work is X Men need to be introduced, and there needs to be a new Wolverine. As much as it pains you to say. Yes, okay. as much as it pains me to say. And number two, I, f- I feel like it's there's only two things. So X-Men needs to be introduced. There needs to be a new Wolverine. So whoever's the new Wolverine in the MCU yeah. needs to fill the spot. Okay. But I, I filled it with who I thought would make a decent Wolverine. Um, so I cast Jai Courtney who is Captain Boomerang from Suicide Squad. He was also in the Divergent series. Um, I think he'd make a pretty decent... I think so, too. Like, he has the build for it. Yeah. He's freaking, like, thick. And I I feel he hasn't had his time to shine yet, so I think this would be a very good role for him to be able to do that. Yeah. And he also... Like, we know he can pull off mutton chops. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) It's very true. Um, Yeah, but like I said, just fill... That Wolverine slot with whoever they cast as the new Wolverine in, in the MCU. Um, I'd be fine if, like, this would work if it was X23 or if it was Logan. Doesn't yeah. really matter. It just needs to be Wolverine. Okay. And they need to go by Wolverine. Okay. Um, Captain Marvel, obviously, I kept as Brie Larson. Thank goodness. Vic Corelli, Bruno's older brother, I cast Dylan Minet, or Minette, however you pronounce that. He's the I think it's Dylan Monet. Minet? Yeah. 
uh, from 13 Reasons Why. Um, Bruno Corelli. What? Sorry, I was Clay himself. Sorry. That's his name in 13 Reasons Clay? Why. Clay? Yep, 13 yeah. Reasons Why. And then Bruno Corelli uh, cast Uriah Shelton. He was also in 13 Reasons Why, but you apparently don't recognize him. He was probably from the first season. I don't remember the first season a lot. Yeah. Um, her best friend, Nakia Bahadir. I cast Aliyah. I'm going to butcher these names. Aliyah Bahat. Bahat? She's, yeah. Okay. B-H-A-T-T. It's a cool name. Yeah. Um, I don't know what she's from. So I just put some student of the year. Is there nothing on our IMDb page? No, so there, that's what she's from. Oh, it's, oh, student of the year. Yeah, oh, that's I actually the only thought thing. that was like something that she got in school. <laughs> she's just not from anything that I personally recognize. Okay, so I just picked something just random. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, for her brother Amir Khan, um, I cast. Funny enough. Akib Khan. What? Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. That but is he's, very cool. Uh, my issue with him, he's a little too good looking. <laughs> um, He's from a movie called West is West. The power of makeup, my friend. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm going based off of a comic book. Okay. So, I mean, he could be good looking. I don't know. Not my type, I guess. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's from a movie called West is West. Uh, for Kamala's mother, Muniba Khan, I cast Noreen Zame, and she was in Wedding Crashers. I've actually never seen that movie. I I have, but it's been a while. Um, I think she fit. I think she fits well as the wife of who I chose to be uh, Yusuf Khan, her father. Yeah. And I chose Kumail Nanjiani. Which I think is a very good casting choice. Even though I don't know the character, I just love that guy. Yeah. Um, the bit He's from The Big Sick. Probably not most famously, but it's one of his... Yeah. It's a really good, freaking good movie. It's probably his most standout role. Yeah. So. And then finally for Ms. Marvel herself, I cast Geraldine Viswanathan. Viswanathan? V I S W A N A T H A N. Viswanathan. I like it. And that's a really cool last name. Yeah. So she, I didn't want I was going to cast someone she I think she's Indian. And I was going to cast someone like a Pakistani. Mm-hmm. in her role but a lot of the people that i looked at have like really thick accents and i wanted someone who doesn't have one because kamala or kamala i'm gonna say kamala kamala is raised in jersey okay so she doesn't really have an accent okay. her brother i think should and her mother and father definitely should um, but you would most you probably recognize her. She played John Cena's daughter in Blockers. 
Great movie, by the way. Highly recommend. Yeah, I still need to watch it. It's freaking hilarious, dude. Okay. Um, yeah. So she's a, she's Indian, but she has the look that I, I I'm going for. Okay. Um, the issue that I came across is that this movie couldn't be made for a while. Like this would be at the soonest. Like if this was like starting right now. Yeah. Three years after Endgame. Like from now. Oh, okay. Yeah, three years from now. So twenty twenty two. Yep. Yeah, so that's that's when I think this movie would fit best. And I think at that time she might look too old. Oh. But I think everyone else would fit really well. Maybe Uriah Shelton wouldn't. And Aliyah Bat, who played Nakia and Bruno, her friends. Hmm. So those ones are kind of up in the air. But yeah, Kamala, Kamala needs to be someone that does not have an accent is the only thing for me. Okay. So getting into the story, I'm just going to start reading my shit. Okay. And then I'll pause whenever, or you can just cut in whenever. Okay. So the story starts with a young Kamala, kindergarten age, watching TV in her living room and seeing footage of the Avengers in some sort of documentary. While in the background, we see her family unpacking boxes like they just moved into the new house. She should have a couple toys, um, some of them maybe being a Captain, or one of them being a Captain Marvel doll. Her mom tells her to shut the TV off and help. She does. Then later in the evening, a knock at the door. Yusuf, her father, answers the door. Uh, Kamala sneaks a peek and sees another Muslim family at the door, introducing themselves as the Bahadirs. They get welcomed in, and her father calls for the family to come and meet the neighbors. He introduces Muniba, then Amir, shares his age then introduces Kamala, again shares her age. Then the father says, oh, our daughter is the same age. And then introduction to Nakia happens and the rest of the family gets introduced too. They're casting whatever. They're not going to be in it that much. Uh, Then they get invited in to sit and talk and Muniba invites Kamala to go play with Nakia in her room. They go up. Kamala starts... to show Nakia her toys that are mostly superheroes. And Nakia is like super disinterested. Couldn't really care less. Sad. Yeah. Like it's just not her thing. <laughs> she Barbie doll kind of girl. For this to work. For what I want her to do later on. Yeah. Yes. Really? Oh. More of a Barbie girl. Okay. Uh, Kamala is not a huge fan of that or her. Um, Then they cut to the first day of kindergarten. They both get dropped off at the school. Their mothers take them in, and they start getting asked a lot of questions about what their mothers were wearing. Because I'm I'm imagining them wearing very traditional stuff. Not like burka, cover the face stuff, but just um, they have a headdress called a hijab, which it's like they wear a dress and then they have like a scarf that covers their head. Okay. Um, 
And that's so that's I'm what I'm imagining them wearing. Okay. Uh, then they, so they start getting asked a lot of questions about that. Then they slowly begin to bond over the fact that they are different in some way. I don't want any rudeness towards them. So it's no bullying at all. No bullying. Okay. Like this is an an anti bullying movie. Okay. They're just interested. They're just yeah. Asking they're questions. like they're just asking questions, and it's kind of like they don't want to answer. Okay. And they're just like uncomfortable. All right. Yeah. So. Um, then I say that they both meet a young Bruno Corelli who sees Kamala wearing a Captain America shirt and they become friends, like bond over that and whatever. And then, uh, cut to 11 years from then. So, so they're, they'd be 16. Okay. So, cause I'm, count, I'm imagining kindergarten age is five. Yeah, yeah, it's about five. Okay. So, anything from that that you got notes on? No, not so far. I'm actually so um when it comes to like Avengers um like old footage being or like news footage shown on the TV, like were you thinking like like from the events in New York or uh, what happened in Age of Ultron? What are you thinking? Uh, I'm going to say, like, just because it's, like, probably the most famous thing, uh, New York. Okay. Maybe just, like, a mix of everything. Okay. And whatever they, like, whatever's realistic with, uh, Endgame or Infinity War. Yeah. Because there, there wasn't... You really can't show anything from Endgame. Or Infinity War. Oh, sorry, not Endgame. I meant Infinity War. Sorry, we haven't even seen Endgame yet. Yeah. So... Yeah, so I'm thinking Age of Ultron and um, New York. Okay. So just like just stuff that would be believable for them to have captured footage of. Okay. And they're just a documentary of the Avengers. All right. Uh, okay, moving on. Now 16, uh, Kamala wakes up to an alarm. Maybe some superhero theme, I'm thinking. Yes. The yeah. Avengers theme? Maybe. Okay. I can't really think of any others right now. I can't think of like like something that'd be like realistic for her to like have. <laughs> I get you. Um so she gets up, gets ready, and is out the door and meets Nakia. Uh Nakia is like at this age is starting to embrace her religion a little bit more. So she starts wearing the headdress. The, oh, cool. Like the hijab okay. thing. It's more like the scarf. Um, like I said, because she's becoming a more religious person. So they walk towards their school, but stop at a corner store and meet up with Bruno, who works there. Uh, he states that the person taking over his shift is running late. Um, so they wait on that. They BS a little bit. Um, something that from the comic that I read that I freaking loved is Kamala doesn't eat like the, I think it's beef huh. or something like, I think that's the, like the Muslim thing. It might be pork. One of the two meats. I okay. th- I'm pretty sure it's pork, but she smells it because it smells freaking good. And she calls it the infidel meats. Hmm. Like that's a joke that she makes in the comics and I freaking loved it. <laughs> so I'm keeping that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so Bruno's coworker gets there. 
Um, Bruno leaves with Kamala and Nakia. They get to school on time, rushed, but they're on time. Because I think I'm really sick of the whole, like, alarm goes off and then they're, like, racing to school. Like, I'm late. Yeah. It's been done way too many times. Yeah. So I'm mixing it up a little bit where she wakes up and it's, she's on time. (laughs) But it's Bruno's fault that she's almost late. Yeah. Like, they're rushed, but it's not, like... Like, they barely, like, make it into class right when the bell rings. So. Not even that rushed. They oh, just, okay. like, they're walking in, and then they're, like, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> so, more like um, you're planning on leaving a certain time yeah, to get somewhere at a specific time, and you think you give yourself that much time, but then there's, like, something that holds you up for, like, another minute or two. Ah, so, you're not okay. really late. You're just rushing okay. a little bit. All right. I get you. Yeah. So they're they're rushed, but they're on time. They get to school, and there's talks of a party that's going on um, on a beach. I don't know how New Jersey's set up. I'm assuming there's a beach. Okay. Um, the three get invited. Bruno accepts. Nikia declines, and Kamala expresses interest but ultimately refuses because her parents would not approve of it if they knew there were boys and alcohol there. Um, then they get, they say that alcohol isn't there, but she still has to refuse because boys. Uh, cut to his science class where they are supposed to be working on projects for a science fair. Uh, but Kamala isn't paying too much attention and is drawing, and she has like a lightning bolt looking logo. So I'm a, I'm saying that she's drawing that. Okay. Um, on her paper. Uh, meanwhile, Bruno, who's I'm making more of a science nerd, is working on his project in the back. Uh, Kamala takes a look look at it and asks what it's supposed to be. He says that he is working on trying to replicate Spider-Man's webbing. And adds an ingredient oh. that turns his project into more of a slimy goop. He exclaims, hmm. and she asks what went wrong. He says that what was supposed to be webbing turned into, like, this goop. He pours it out on the desk, and it stretches down to touch the tabletop, then kind of snaps out of the beaker like weird jello. And something that's important for this, the goop needs to be solid-looking. Okay. So you know how jello looks kind of wet? Mm-hmm. So it needs to be dry. Okay. Or it needs to look like visually dry. Okay. And it needs to look almost like a fabric. So kind of like if Spider-Man were to, like his webbing doesn't look wet. It looks dry, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like if he were to spin a web, uh, like a sheet. Okay. Right? So kind of yeah. like that, but it's like clumped. Hmm. Um. So, next part, unless you, do you have any notes on? No, dude, I'm loving this so far. Okay. Well, wait, sorry, I have one. Uh, What, like, what state are you wanting this to take place in? Jersey. Jersey, okay, all right. Good choice. Yeah, I don't know if New Jersey's part of New York, or if Jersey's its own state, but it needs to be in Jersey. Okay, Jersey. I'm assuming it. Does that play a significant role in the comics? It's where she's from. Oh, duh. I'm smart. 
and it's not like super significant like this could really take place anywhere that has large amounts of water but i i'm thinking jersey because all the main superheroes are either in new york or in california like the big places yeah that's a good point so, so no, I, I, like, I like no one's that. paying attention to new jersey yeah i like this Okay, cut to the end of school. They start to walk home together, but Bruno's brother, Vic, drives up and picks up Bruno, offers to give uh, Kamala and Nakia a ride. Uh, they refuse. Um, maybe not refuse. They decline. Okay. I think decline's just a nicer it way is. of saying it, no. It definitely is. So as they're walking, they pass and approach the cool girl, the tall, blonde, popular girl. And she stops her conversation to ask Kamala and Nakia if they are planning on going to that party that night. Nakia says no, but Kamala says that she wants to but couldn't go because her parents would say no. Uh, Cool Girl says that that's a bummer but tells her where the party is going to be and the time. Uh, They continue on home and part ways when they pass Kamala's home. She goes inside, greeted by her parents. Uh, her brother is in the middle of, like, a prayer in the middle of the room. Okay. Um, her parents ask how school was. She says, fine. She goes up to her room to do homework. Later that night during dinner, nervous, she asks her parents if it's okay if she were to attend the party. They ask her about it and realize boys will be there and tell her no. Like, this is just real basic. I feel like there should be more explanation of to why they, they're saying no. But I don't know a whole ton. I wasn't able to do a whole lot of research on Good. the Muslim religion. So this is, like, something that it needs to be, like, a like a, a religious reason why okay. she can't. Okay. She gets upset uh, because she isn't allowed to do things like other kids do. She has to be different. She says that she wishes she was different than the way she is now and goes to her room. In her room, superhero posters everywhere and she starts playing an online game and hears her parents going to bed. They wish her a good night, tell her not to stay up super late, shut her door, and quiet. She plays her game a little longer and her character in the game has to be stealthy stealthy, and sneaks into a building. I'm not sure what game she'd be playing, but... I think it'd be important that she's playing a game where she needs to be stealthy. Okay. She looks up from her computer, leans back in her chair, and looks out her window, and there's a tree just outside her window that she could easily climb down and up, and she thinks about it a second and begins to get dressed and sneaks out of the house. Oh, yeah. She's getting real. Okay, so what time... Okay, so how long does this party go till? I'm thinking, like, early morning. Till like two or three. Is it a school but night? But she's not going to be at the party the entire time. Is it a school night though? Is this on a Friday? I'm thinking Friday. Okay. All right. I think that'd make the most sense. Yeah. So what time do you think she's sneaking out then? Actually, I think. Uh, hmm. I lied. I think it's going to be a school night. Okay. For the rest of everything to, to make sure. Okay. So then what time do you think like the party should end? And what time do you think she'll she should get there? So I'm thinking that her parents start to go to bed around ten thirty. Okay. And she sneaks out around eleven. 
And then the party ends at, like, what, midnight, 1 o'clock? Yeah, like, she's not there the entire time. She's okay. only there for a little while, and then she's like, this is a bad idea, and leaves. Okay. Um. Yeah, so... That's a really good question. I think the party... The party could actually work on a weekend, like a Friday. And then, like, I think you would just have to adjust some things to make it so, like, with her. I think, actually, that would actually be really cool. So, yeah, I'm going to say Friday. I'm going to say Friday. So, she goes to the party where some of the people there are surprised to see her. Uh, one of the cool jocks welcomes her and hands her a drink. She asks if there's alcohol in it, and he says no. Says it's just orange juice. She takes a sip. Bullshit! And sh- I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> so, she takes a sip, spits it out. She gives him a dirty look. He looks at her like super confused, and sniffs the other drink in his hand. Panics a little and swaps her cups. Okay, that's actually kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, you didn't, like you didn't joke mean right to. There. She puts her new cup down. And starts to look around. She's grabbed by someone, and she panics and turns around, ready to throw hands. But it's just Bruno. Bruno says he wasn't expecting to see her. She says, I'm here. He asks if her parents says it, said it was okay. But she doesn't answer because she's distracted by the jocks, jocks doing something crazy. I don't know what. I've never been invited to a party. <laughs> I, I wasn't either. Yeah, so I don't know Maybe what they like they're doing they like do. the... What's like the... Like with the funnel and the hose, they're doing like the beer chug thing. Sure. Okay. That's like, all that I can think. Reasonable. And I'm only getting that from movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here uh, in Utah, you never kind of got those kind of parties, so yeah. I never really got to experience them. So they hang out for a while until Kamala, re- Kamala realizes it's really late. I'm thinking maybe midnight, twelve thirty. Okay. Uh, She leaves the party and begins to walk home. While she's walking home, a mist starts to fall from the sky. She looks up and the mist covers her. She begins to faint and collapses on a street corner. She wakes up in a bright, non-environment area. And what I mean by non-environment is like... She wakes up and it's just like white ground, white background... Not like no buildings, no trees, no nothing. Oh, okay. So she stands up and looks around, and she hears a voice from above. She looks up to see Captain Marvel flying down to meet her. Uh, Kamala asks Carol what this place is. Carol says that she's beginning, she's beginning to evolve, and to prepare herself for powers beyond her own comprehension. Kamala says she doesn't deserve powers. She's not what a hero should be. Carol looks at her and asks what should heroes be. Kamala struggles to find the words and finally says, You. If I'm to be a hero, I want to be you. You're what an ideal hero is. Carol smiles and the light begins to glow brighter and brighter. Carol fades from view and the brightness begins to crack. Um, And then... Like, I think it'd be cool for her to be, like, standing there 
brightness and then you like when the the brightness starts to crack Mm -hmm. then you see like her hand push or pushes out to make the crack larger and larger cut out and you cut to a rocky looking cocoon on the street corner that she was just at because that's what the inhuman terrigen mist does anyone who has inhuman dna gets so kind of uh, covered in this rocky cocoon and then they evolve and so that's how she gets powers. her powers is from the mist yeah okay but where's the mist coming from so i'm think i'm leaving that as a mystery for a majority oh. of the movie okay. because like it in the comic that she doesn't know what the mist is oh okay like no one knows what the mist is huh it just comes out of nowhere yeah just it i want to say it falls from the sky so this is why I said that the Inhumans need to have some mention. Okay. But I feel like this could also work as the introduction to Inhumans. Depending. That would be a cool intro. I'll, I have to admit. Yeah, where it's just kind of like this mysterious mist, and then you find out later what the mist was. Okay. Okay. So you cut to the her cocoon on the street corner. Um, The light hides the figure that's coming out of it. The light exposes Kamala, but she looks like Carol Danvers. She doesn't know this. She studies the cocoon and decides she needs to get home. She begins to walk until she hears noises coming from the marina. She peeks around the corner to see the cool girl again and her boyfriend walking on the dock. They are stumbling because of the alcohol. Uh, He stumbles over a rope and begins to fall, but instead ends up knocking Cool Girl off the dock. Uh, Her boyfriend goes to save her, but falls into the marina himself. Uh, Kamala, still looking like Carol Danvers, runs to the dock and reaches for the pair. She keeps a hold of a post as she reaches. Uh, The couple are both panicking. Kamala reaches out her hand, yelling for them to swim closer. Uh, She's startled by her own voice, but she kind of ignores it. Uh, As she reaches out her hand, uh, her hand begins to grow and stretch, grabbing both of the couple in one hand. She lifts them up out of the water and places them on the dock. The soaked boyfriend checks on Cool Girl and turns to thank Kamala and says, Thank you, Captain, or something along those lines. Uh, Kamala's just like asked him to repeat himself because she's confused, like looking at her hand. Yeah. And he says, I was just thanking you, Miss Captain Marvel. <laughs> Kamala, dumbfounded, says that she isn't Captain Marvel, the boyfriend, even more confused. There's a lot of confusion in this movie. Okay. <laughs> then s- says, Then who are you? Kamala, confused as hell, looks at her hands. They are a lot whiter than the last time she saw them. I was wondering when she was going to catch on to that. Yep. She runs to the water and looks down and sees the face of her greatest hero looking back at her. She stands up straight and just runs away. (laughs) (laughs) As she's running, her legs begin to stretch. Because, like, when that's something that she does when she's going from rooftop to rooftop. She stretches her legs out really far. So I'm thinking while she's running, they just start to extend and then she trips on her own feet um she tries not to panic as her legs begin to come back to their original length uh she stands up to confirm that her legs are normal again 
Uh, she finds an open park and walks carefully to an opening and begins to test out her ability. She reaches out her hand and stretches her fingers out. Nothing. Uh, she thinks about her how her hand grew. She says, stretch. Like, just testing different things. See what works. Uh, she begins to talk to herself, like, pacing. Uh, she walks through everything that happened. And once she gets to the part about her hand, she says that her hands began to embiggen. And while she talks, her hands begin to grow. Or her hand begins to grow. She opens her eyes um, and sees her hands. And she screams, like, shrink, go back to normal. Ah! And her hand returns to its normal size. She shakes her hand and nothing. She closes her eyes again, puts her finger out, opens one eye and says, Embiggen. And her finger slowly begins to grow. Um, she open like, I'm not sure how, maybe like balloon or just like inflate or something like that. Okay. Just, it begins to get bigger. Um, I just lost my spot. Okay, yeah, her finger begins to grow. She opens up the rest of her hand as her entire hand starts to grow. She stops it, then closes her eyes and looks back at it, and it slowly begins to shrink back down to normal size. Uh, she deduces that she can embiggen her body and stretch it out. Uh, from the end of the park, she begins to hear a crowd walking past. She yelps a little bit and tries to hide before anyone sees her. She goes to hide behind a bush, but is too big to hide behind this bush. She stays behind the bush, but mumbles to herself about being too big, and her entire body begins to slowly shrink. Uh, soon, she's standing completely upright behind the bush. Uh, the crowd goes past, and she walks out from behind the bush, analyzing her new height. She deduces that she can manipulate her entire body to change size. She clenches her eyes again and says embiggen her body stretches out to her normal height again um as she's doing this she sees a clock nearby and panics at the time i'm thinking two just it's been a while okay um yeah she comes through the or she she runs home this is all while she still looks like carol okay i was actually just gonna ask that yeah so she climbs up the tree to her room, climbs through the window, and trips, making a loud noise. Noise starts coming from her parents' room Shit. as she hears them to start come towards her room. She panics and says quietly, I need to look like me. And she's like super like clenched up or whatever, and the door opens, and she yells, I can explain. Her father, standing there, still tired from being st- uh, like startled from the yelling... <laughs> And says, okay, and Kamala looks down, and she's back to looking like herself. Um, Silence as her father and her stare at each other. Uh, He stops waiting for an exclamation, and he scolds her for still being up, playing her game, tells her to go to bed, and leaves. Like, I'm putting the father in a lot of, like, funny situations, so that's kind of why I wanted someone who knew humor well. Yeah, and he really does. Yeah. Um, the door shuts and Kamala breathes heavy and lies down on the bed. Uh, 
and she stays up all night practicing her new power. She grows her fists, stretches across the room, makes her legs change sizes, and even practices her shape-shifting. She learns to control everything. And I think this is what, like, I was thinking, like, an overnight thing. But I think this would also work, I think it would work better if she had, like, a weekend. Yes, I agree. So, so this, this is how she spends her weekend, okay. Yeah, so she's just spending her weekend doing this. The next morning, um, like, really early morning, as she's practicing her powers, her stomach starts rumbling, like, hard. She goes downstairs before anyone in her family is up and opens the fridge. She grabs the first thing she can, she can just dig into with, without preparation, leftovers, snacks, whatever. And she starts chowing down, eating everything in sight. Her father comes down to see her in her ravenous state, and he rips some food away from her and makes comments about how much she ate. She leaves the house still earlier than she usually does and begins walking. She's still hungry and decides to try and grab food at the corner store. Uh, She walks up to the store but hears yelling. She sneaks up to the store window and looks in. She sees Bruno at the register with a ski-masked assailant supposedly holding the store up at gunpoint. She panics at first but realizes that she can use her abilities to save the day. She sneaks around the back of the store where there is another entrance for employees. Uh, She pulls out a mirror and changes appearance to look like Captain Marvel. Uh, She breathes. Yeah, she... So, with her changing her appearance, I don't know how I want this to happen. Because with her shrinking... Yeah. I want her to, like, shrink, but I don't want her clothes to shrink with her. Okay. Not yet. So, like, with the shape-shifting thing, she doesn't get the powers of the one that she's shape-shifting into, does she? No. Okay. All right. Just want to clarify that. Yeah. So, that's why it's kind of, like, weird for the... I think the boyfriend should make comments about, like, her stretching powers. And yeah. Being like, I've never seen you do that. Okay. Or something like that. And... Yeah. So, like, when she shrinks, I don't want her to be, like, super tiny. I want her to just to be smaller than she is and have like real like look like she's has really oversized clothing okay and then when she grows back then she like grabs okay so like are we thinking maybe you remember like an ant-man and the wasp when uh scott shrinks down to the point where he that that size size? that size okay all right yeah exactly so it needs to be like a bush that like a small child could hide behind but not like a teenager okay got it so it's it's kind of like it's you you need to trim this freaking bush <laughs> to be like perfect. Um yeah, so she changes her appearance to look like Captain Marvel and she she breathes heavy to go inside but she stops because she realizes that she's still wearing uh her usual jacket. Like just a jacket that people recognize. Okay. Um but, but, but yeah, she's wearing her jacket. She removes the jacket and to show her wearing a Captain Marvel shirt. Uh, she gains a bit of confidence by looking at the shirt and pounds open the door like full on, just like like breaking shit. Um, yeah, she goes straight for the robber after making a bit of a clumsy superhero introduction. 
and as she moves towards the robber, uh, Bruno tries getting in between her and the robber, but Kamala, still looking like Carol, moves him out of the way and continues to advance towards the robber. The robber gets startled and fires a shot directly into Kamala's stomach. And I, I don't think, I think that with the gun, that it's something that he sees her and then he gets the gun prepped. Like, cocks it back or whatever. Okay. Like, safety off all the, the good shit. She falls to the ground. Bruno comes towards her, propping her up, yelling at the robber. He pulls off the mask to reveal Vic, his older brother. With a crazy panicked look on his face. Bruno yells at him, angry, with Kamala in his arms. She still looks like Carol. Sirens begin to sound, like, from a really far distance. Vic begs him not to rat him out. Bruno tells him to get out, and Vic runs away. The sirens get closer as Bruno tries to calm down Captain Marvel as she begins to transform back into Kamala. Bruno starts to freak out even more, but Kamala jumps back up seemingly fine. Um, so when she's using her ability, like she ha- also has a healing factor. Oh, okay. And it doesn't work if she's using her power. Interesting. So it's like she needs to choose between her healing and using her ability. Hmm. Yeah, right? Okay, that's very interesting. Um, yeah, she gets up seemingly fine. Bruno asks her quickly what's going on, what happened, and other things like that while losing his mind. She begins to kind of explain when all of a sudden the sirens get even louder. They both panic, and she tries to transform back into Captain Marvel. But as she starts to transform, her, her wounds start to open again, and she bends over in pain. She goes back to Kamala and panics because the cops are almost there until Bruno, thinking quickly, grabs her an ice mask from the ground. Um, she slips it on and go, like grabs her jacket and puts a hood over her head to hide as much as possible. The cops come in to assess the situation, and Kamala stands there in the most cheesy stance she can pull off. <laughs> the cops ask her what happened. Bruno cuts in and explains everything that he was getting robbed until she came in. They ask him if they got a description, and they both say they didn't after sharing kind of a, a glance. They ask her who she is, and she says, Marvel, they... They're like Captain Marvel, and she looks at her shirt, and she's just like, or like they're like like Captain Marvel, and she's like exactly, and so they say, so you're also Captain Marvel. She pauses, and she's like, no, I'm Ms. Marvel, because <laughs> I th- I feel like she's nerdy enough to try and come up with a superhero name yeah. for herself. Um, so they kind of pause. They're just like, okay, whatever. And begin to tell Bruno that they need to look into this attempted robbery more. And will need to look at the security camera footage. Shit. So Bruno agrees. I'm freaking smart with this one, dude. Like, I'm freaking proud of this moment. So Bruno agrees hesitantly and goes to the TV and rewinds it to the point before the robbery. They see Vic come in the front door 
and approach the register and point his weapon at Bruno. And this is like safety off, not cock, nothing. Okay. So he's not in any real real danger. Yeah. But he, you don't see Vic's face. You just see the mask. Okay. They see Bruno and Vic arguing, and then they see Kamala pound into the store, and the camera falls to the floor. And the cops turn around and look at Kamala, and who goes back to, like, she's, like, watching over their shoulders. They turn around, and she goes back to her cheesy pose. And then that's kind of, like, the end of the footage. There's no audio, so they don't hear the gunshot. Okay. And the cops finish their report and leave. So... That's kind of like the the last thing that I had, not the last thing, the last um. Or that's the end of this little section. So any okay. notes? Any no, questions? not so far. No, dude, this is gold. <laughs> I'm loving this, <laughs> but I just can't picture Clay robbing a store. That's a new one for me. It's. I think this would be a good challenge for him. It would. It definitely would. Okay. Um. So moving on. After the cops leave, Kamala removes her disguise, and Bruno starts to freak out again and starts asking her all these questions about her new abilities when Nakia walks in. Seeing the mess, she she asks what happened, and Bruno freaks out and screams, Kamala has powers! And Kamala slaps him, and Nakia <laughs> asks him to explain. Kamala, upset with Bruno drags her in the shop and locks the door and gives her the lowdown of her abilities. Okay. Nakia laughs at her until Kamala makes her fist start to grow. Nakia freaks out. Kamala tells her that she can't tell anyone and she, she eventually reluctantly agrees. Um, so this is a something that I changed from the comics because in the comics, her Nakia doesn't know. Oh, really? Yeah. Like she doesn't so in the know comics, about is Bruno, the only one that knows at first. Yeah, Bruno's okay. the only one that knows. Okay. So I made it so Nakia knows. Okay. As well, because I feel her what she does later what helps, okay. and it doesn't. It wouldn't make sense for Bruno to do it on his own. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, she agrees, and then Bruno's co-worker comes to the door and tries to open the door. Obviously, it's locked. Bruno runs to unlock and lets him in. He freaks out over the state of the store. Bruno explains what happened with the attempted robbery. Uh, the co-worker looks at the back door and asks if the robber threw a grenade in the store. (laughs) He apologizes for being late, and then they all realize that they are late for school. Because I think this is, like, Monday. Oh, uh, okay. That this should happen, but I don't. I can't. Gosh, damn it! I don't know. What do you think? Because if we changed it so it she has the the ability, like she works on her powers over the weekend. Yeah. What? Like, why? It that wouldn't make sense for her to just now start getting hungry. Yeah, that's true. Because that's why I was saying that maybe that like weekday, and then she just practices her powers overnight. 
Well, I mean, if if you're still wanting it to take place on a weekend, could they be late for something else except besides school? Hmm. I'm just trying to think of what else, though. Maybe church? Okay, so yeah. Okay. Could ha- be happening on a Sunday? I don't know if they go to church on Sunday. Oh, yeah, that's true. Something to look into. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but Bruno's not... Not Muslim. Oh, oh, yeah. It's just... Okay, maybe this is like Kamala and Nakia leave. Okay. Uh, okay. So they go to the their church, do their thing, and then that Monday, they are just... They meet up at the, the store again kind of fixed up and then the guy ru- like is running late again they run to school but this time they are late and they go to class do they get detention no oh uh later in that science class kamala and bruno start talking quietly about her powers a bit and since they are both nerds about it Bruno asks if she has a super suit. She points out that she has to disguise herself as Captain Marvel and, even worse, had to wear an ice mask and a hood to disguise herself. Uh, He says that she needs to come up with one and says that he'll draw some stuff up. Um, Cut to after school. She's in her room drawing out her logo and gets an idea. She jumps into her closet and starts digging around and pulls out... An old burkini, which is just like a really, really modest swimsuit. Oh, okay. That uh, Muslims wear. That's okay. like what her suit is based off of. Okay, I got. I want to look this up really quickly because yeah. I want to get a good pick at this. Yeah, it's kind of a. It's kind of a weird thing. So it's burkini, B U R K I N I. Um, some of them have like the full face coverage, but. There are some that it's just like um, if she were wearing a long sleeve shirt with a skirt on it and like leggings. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking hers looks like. So kind of like that? Exactly like that. Okay. All right. Yeah, so yeah, she finds it up and cuts up a really cheap looking mask out of an old shirt and oh wait I kind of jumped ahead I put burkini in here twice okay she finds and pulls out an old burkini she puts it on and her dad walks in on her which not a big deal it's a super modest thing and she panics and screams because she's thinking super suit (laughs) And he yells that he sh- slams the door, yells that dinner's ready, <laughs> and she changes, and they're eating dinner. Her family hears news of homeless people, mostly teens, that are being reported missing recently. Uh, Kamala's mother starts to talk about how dangerous this neighborhood is while her father disagrees, and then the news starts talking about the officers working on this case. He starts to talk about the goodness of people that choose to protect others as their life mission and Kamala takes that kind of to heart when during that night she puts on that burkini again 
cuts up a really cheap looking mask out of an old shirt and sneaks out of the house like really late okay she goes into the main part of town and waits for crime nothing happens all night until she gets a call from bruno he asks her what she's doing and she says she's on patrol he tells her that Vic didn't come home that night and that something didn't seem right with him that day. He tells her that when he was trying to rob the store that he seemed nervous about something and that he talked to one of his brother's friends and they mentioned him going to hang out at a cabin in the middle of the woods recently. Um, she asked for a location cut to the cabin. She sees two guards outside and causes a distraction on the other side of a field. Uh, the guards, distracted, go to investigate the noise while Kamala, sticks, or Kamala sneaks in to investigate herself. She peeks through the window and sees no one there. Uh, she opens the window and stretches inside and shuts the window again. The guards return, so she hides from view and looks around the cabin. Nothing upstairs, so she begins to head downstairs to like a basement. She sneaks downstairs to an empty room with a big electrical box inside of it. Frustrated, she throws her hands down, thinking that this was a complete waste of time. Uh, she starts back up the stairs when she hears voices. She panics what to do when she spots a sewer cap on the ground. So, and this is like the point that I got to, and yeah. Okay. Like, this is the end of my writing, so now I'm just like, I know where this is going. Okay. I just haven't typed it up. Yeah. So, she spots the sewer cap on the ground, pulls it off, and jumps down inside the sewer, and is, like, hiding as these people are coming down. She, so she hears the, like, a couple people, like, asking questions, like, throwing this dude around and whatever, and it's Vic. And they're asking, like, where their money is, or something and they're like hey he's trying to explain why he doesn't have it he yeah then i want this like this big bad to come down and in the comics he is a he's kind of like a bird person hmm. like kind of weird like funky looking dude okay. and, and it's not like a mask he's like an actual bird uh, okay yeah and i kind of want to keep it along those lines where he's like but i want it to be like a bird mask okay i was gonna say that might be hard to transfer from paper to screen yeah so he's asking for the money and all this and he's like i got stopped by this freaking crazy ass chick that looked like captain marvel but it wasn't captain marvel it was some someone that could stretch he doesn't know it's Kamala. Okay. And the dude's just like, okay, that's interesting. And then they leave. Like, they drag him along and they're like, show me. And so, like, they start heading out. So, her, the guards are still there. So, she has to, she tries to find a way out through the sewer. So, she jumps, she get like, climbs all the way down and starts walking. And... going through the sewer and everything and as she's getting towards like the exit of the sewer i want her to run into wolverine 
Like, I want her, like, and he's, like, sniffing around and whatever. And he, like, goes at her because he doesn't know who she is. And, like, they kind of have, like, a, a fighting moment. She freaking geeks out because it's Wolverine. I, I would, too. Yeah, so she geeks out and is just like, oh, my gosh, I freaking love you. <laughs> and he, he's uh, he's like, okay. Can you just imagine you're just like, I'm getting the shit kicked out of me by Wolverine. Yeah, so she's, like, avoiding. Like, avoiding him. Like, okay. J- j- like, moving out of the way and whatever. Yeah. And she's still in her Burt Keeney. And so she's doing her crazy, like, stretching stuff. But this, I want it to show how uncomfortable her suit looks. Or okay. is. Because okay. it doesn't stretch with her. Yeah. When she shrinks, it stays the same size. When she grows, it stays the same size. Okay. So it's like, if she stretches out her arm, it, like, stays in the same place. Okay. Yeah. Until, and... Like this will make sense later. So, so no, I just want to. So, like, say, like, you know, like my sleeve is like this. If I like stretch my arm, like my sleeve would start to do like that. Like it doesn't stretch with it. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Okay, all right. Sorry, I just want to make sure. So it's kind of like a like a normal shirt. If you stretch, if you overstretch, it's just okay. I I just want to yeah. make sure. Just want to clarify. Yeah. Thank so you. that happens. So this is like happening all throughout her ordeal with Wolverine. She starts to explain what's going on. She's like, I'm in vet. Like, I was looking into my friend. He tried robbing his brother this this morning or whenever we decided or it happened. Yeah. Um, and Wolverine's just like, okay, well, I'm investigating these missing children. Like, or he's investigating a missing mutant. Ooh. Yeah. So she's like, she wants to leave or she's like going towards like she's going to leave and he's walking further into this back into the sewer and is she's he wearing his comic accurate suit i want him to okay <laughs> really like i'm cool if he doesn't wear the cowl okay i want him to wear like the suit <laughs> i do yeah he has to i mean like come the on. blue gloves the freaking yellow armored suit yes like all that shit like the I'm I'm cool without the mask. Just make the suit happen. Agreed. Yeah. So he's walking in. She starts to walk out, but then it's just like, when am I ever going to freaking be able to do this again? Turns around and asks if she, he if she can help. He's just like, okay. And so they start going through. I think in the comics he does it a little bit better. But he kind of has, he likes her. Not in like a weird way. He just kind of like, okay, I like this kid. (laughs) Okay. Um, So she's like like a mentor kind of thing or like brother, sister kind of thing or kind of like a mentor kind of thing. Like just, I think that she should put up one hell of a fight against him. Yeah. And then she's just like a freaking sweetheart. Okay. And then he's just like, okay, I freaking love this kid. Okay, right. kind of like uh, like the Thor Captain Marvel. Yeah, I was thing. gonna, yeah, I was gonna bring that up. Yeah, kind of like that. Okay, so they start investigating together, and he asks if like there's any was anything weird in this the cabin, and she says there was 
like nothing. It was like completely empty. The only thing was downstairs that there, there was an electrical box. And he's like, can't like show me. So they travel back through the cabin mm-hmm. and he rips open the electrical box or he opens up like the door to it. And in there is an electrical mutant like girl. Yeah. And he doesn't want to disconnect her because he's afraid that it will kill her. So they travel back through the, the sewer to get out. And while that's happening, they make like a wrong turn or something, but water starts coming out and flooding the place. And then they get like shoved out of the sewer. But Kamala has enough time to like grab onto the top of the sewer before they go flying. And it's like a really steep drop. She grabs the sewer, grabs Wolverine, and then they're just kind of like hanging there. And then she's like really stretched out. Okay. And he tells her to drop him. And she's just like, what? Like, because it's a crazy height. And he's just like, listen, like, I'll be fine. Just drop me a, like, a a fall you're expecting is a lot better than one you're not. Drops down, like, uh, yeah, drops down safe. And then she drops down, but she grows small a little bit. So when she, not like super small, but she grows a little smaller, falls, and Wolverine catches her. Because she doesn't know how to, like, gracefully land like he does. Yeah. And so he kind of just, like, catches her. Okay. And then starts asking, like, about her abilities. Like, what what is it? And she's like, well, I can grow, I can shrink, and I can grow my limbs out. Like, just tries to explain it a little bit. And um, so he... He tells her or asks her if she's a mutant. And she's just like, I don't like mutants are born with their powers. Right. And he's like, yeah. And then she's like, I I don't know if I am or not. And then tells him about the mist. And then this is where I think we should get a little bit of like inhuman exposition. Okay. If it's not previously brought up in the mcu so this is where he should be telling her like okay like there's a different group of people that have abilities that are inhumans like they live because i think what would make most sense because they live on the moon in the comics but they also live on this like meteor that's just kind of going around earth so Hmm. i think he could explain that something's dropped it like their terrigen mist um was gotten free or something happened where it was just terrigen mist and then she it just unlocked her inhuman gene okay so 
she goes on this like little thing with Wolverine. I don't think Wolverine should be in it too much. We're talking like Tony Stark level in Spider-Man Homecoming or like of how much he was in it? Because wasn't he like in it for like 10 minutes? Yeah, that's about what I'm thinking. Okay. Um, I think he should help teach her some stuff about like fighting. Yeah. And just like different things and he's when she's like shrinking he sees like that her suit doesn't really fit and he's like you probably need a better suit and like that's like his sign off he goes off and says you need a better suit and leaves so thanks for the help yeah then the next so from there like so the rest of it is them doing like this investigation on these kids okay so that's like the main focus they're like after the introduction of her powers and whatnot yeah she's focusing on these kids and she's fighting crime in her swimsuit (laughs) and um i think something that should happen is that she starts to talk about how uncomfortable her her suit is okay until Nakia, that her suit is super uncomfortable. And then Bruno runs up, tells her, like, hey, I designed a suit for you. And I found with that goop that he can lay it out and make, like, a fabric with it. And so Nakia is just like, I can work with that. And then... like designs like builds her suit or like sews it up okay because she's more girly girly than kamala she so she sews up her her suit like die like they uh the way that i want it to like because i don't want it to be like play-doh where it's like uh where he messed like you know how he messed up and it was just the shape of the beaker yeah so, I want him to be, like, make up most of the the formula, like, just before he added that one ingredient, and it turned into that weird goop. Okay. So, I want him to, like, when they're playing with it or whatever, that it stretches, but always snaps back to what it originally was like. And it can be cut and whatever. So... She makes, or so Nakia and Bruno kind of team up, and he makes like a a sheet of this fabric, and she dyes it to match her burkini, but makes like a really small uh suit for her. Mm-hmm. And then she, like to how she like the smallest this the smallest that she can get, which is like maybe size of a small maybe like the size of a monitor makes the suit look that size okay and then she shrinks down slips it on and then grows and then it grows with her oh okay so that's kind of how the the thing could work a little bit so it's constantly changing 
the size. And then she puts on the logo, then mask and everything else. And that's about where I'm at with this. Okay. So, like I said, the main focus should be her f- trying to fight or find these missing t- kids. Yeah. And so, like one f- thing that they did focus on a lot in this is that they were doing a project on the effects of like what millennials go through and why millennials feel like they don't, why they aren't included and stuff and why people are blaming everything that's going wrong with the country on them. And they're like, this is just the world that we're inheriting or like that's Kamala's view on it. This is just the world we're inheriting. Like we're trying to be the best that we can, but the world's, a lot different than what our parents and their parents went through. I completely agree with her. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. This is why I freaking love her. Yeah. So she's going through this. She so she's talking about that, and then that's kind of what the situation. She's trying to free these kids. Yeah. But they're because that he the bird man is kind of using their energy, like their he's kind of using their bodies. As batteries to power stuff. Well, it's disturbing to think about. Yeah, it is disturbing. And when she frees them, they're upset with her. Okay. Yeah. They're upset with her because of the same thing. that They feel like our parents are, or our, the older generation is ruining this world. We have no place with them. Like, the only thing that's going to matter down the line with, because they're like, it's going to be overpopulated. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. We're making a change by joining this Birdman and putting our bodies to good use. Instead of trying to save something that's broken. That's so interesting to think about. Yeah. So I think it should focus on her trying to save these kids that don't want to be saved and giving them hope of the future that they can change because he's saying, or like some of these kids are saying like, Hey, I'm really good at doing this. And she's like, this is the job that you could do. Like if you're, if this is something you're good at, this is something you can do instead of turning a blind eye and turning yourself into a battery. Yeah. Like you can be useful to society. (laughs) And then they're eventually like, okay. (laughs) Well, at least they finally came around. Yeah. It's (laughs) so, yeah. And then the main fight should be with the bird man. Yeah. Even though I don't think he has any powers, but still, it'd be cool to see how she uses her elasticity on him. Yeah. That would be really cool. Maybe he has like a some suits or something. Yeah. Ah, that's a little too Iron Manny. <sighs> yeah, I I don't want a typical like brawl I, for her final thing. So I feel it wouldn't really fit into this kind of movie. The direction that you're taking it in. Yeah, like I think that something that would be really interesting is with when she's with Wolverine, mm-hmm. if he were to give her a lesson on when, like, cause she's 
so new to this that she like this is something that he needs to know that he learned that sometimes calling in for backup isn't a bad thing yeah and maybe like she gets all these kids to leave this bird man and then the ones that don't like he's getting ready for a full-on brawl okay and she is just like i'm not doing this like this is exactly what you want you want me to fight you yeah and i want like at some point like her to call the police and be like these people are going to handle you a lot better than i could like she calling him back up damn yeah and then like he does something crazy and she uses her powers (laughs) Just to kind of show it off a little bit. Yeah. Um. I don't know, like throwing a grenade or something, and then she just kind of surrounds it in her hands. Because they deal with a lot of stuff, like with her transforming into Captain Marvel, realizing that her shape shifting can do more harm than good. Then she, like, she also struggles with the fact, like, I don't look like a superhero. I don't look like all these people and then her just coming to terms that not everyone needs to look like Captain Marvel to be a superhero. So that's something that they should deal with. Then her also dealing with, um, calling in backup when it's needed that they, she doesn't have to do everything on her own. And then with the, the kids and the, uh, the battery stuff. Yeah. So that's about that's where I'm I would leave it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Any notes or anything that you think would be a cool add? Not anything really to add. I feel this would definitely be like a big gamble for Marvel. I mean, I know Captain Marvel could be considered that too and Guardians of the Galaxy was their biggest gamble, but I feel with the way that she brought it up and just how like relatable, I think um Oh my gosh, what is her name again? Kamala. Kamala. I think just how much relate, how relatable she is from the way you explain it, the way that you've written this story around her. I don't know. I think this would play really well to audiences. I think it would too. And I think in these, in this day and age, with everyone thinking that Muslims are terrorists, you kind of need a movie like this. Yeah. yeah. I, like, this would be a huge gamble, a huge one, but I feel the payoff would be freaking immaculate. Oh, yeah. It'd be tremendous. Yeah. I, like, I'm almost going to, like, finish writing all this up. And yeah. Just, like, send it to someone. Dude, do it. Do it. Just be like, yeah, this needs to happen. Yeah. Like, ASA, please. It, ASA, please. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. But it would be cool to see someone that looks up to people like like the Avengers and like these practical gods to the normal person. I mean, in essence, Spider-Man kind of does that in the MCU. But, a little bit, yeah. yeah. But he ends up being one of them. True. And so I think that that would be someone that she looks up to. Because, like I said, this would happen years. Yeah. So eventually, Spider-Man's just gonna be like, "Oh yeah, the Avengers, woohoo!" But he becomes the Peter B. Parker. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, Can exactly. Can you imagine Tom Holland playing that? Dude, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, so something like that. And then her struggling that she doesn't look like a hero. And then when she's starting to accept that a little bit, then... um, Yeah, like all this different stuff to lead up to her like the finale of her like not using her fists to solve problems. Yeah. Like and getting that that lesson from Wolverine saying like te- hurt him telling her like yeah, like fists don't solve every issue. It's true they don't. <laughs> and that would be something I feel would be a lot more meaningful coming from Hugh Jackman. Yeah. But, but I understand why they can't do that. Yes. So another Wolverine would, would fit. I feel Jai Courtney could pull off saying that. I haven't seen him play Heartfelt. <laughs> I haven't either. So I think that would be a real test of his abilities. It would. It would. But overall, I think I think this would be even a bigger gamble than Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. Oh, hands down. And a bigger cultural impact yeah. than Ms. Dark than Captain Marvel. It's a bigger gamble than both Black Widow and Captain Marvel, I think. But like you said, be a huge payoff, a tremendous payoff. Yeah, there's so many characters. Like now that I've read Ms. Marvel, there are so many characters that I'm like, who else have I missed? Yeah. Like I know Miles Morales' story. His is really cool. But Ms. Marvel was always kind of someone that was uh, a character that I didn't really pay much mind to. I I wasn't introduced to her until Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. Exactly. I wasn't, like, well, I was introduced to her through Avengers Academy, the game that I have on my phone. It's now gone out of business, which is lame. Sad. Yeah, super sad. Like, I, I put a shit ton of money into that game. I shouldn't have. I know. Don't judge me. (laughs) But I I did. (laughs) I mean, but you did accidentally buy a $40 saddle, so. Okay, that was on a game. I know, but still. (laughs) Yeah, so I put like a shit ton of effort, and the servers aren't even up for me to play it. It's freaking stupid. That is very stupid. I have to admit. Yeah, but anyway, that was my first introduction to her, and I was just kind of like, okay. Like, she was one of the first people that you unlock. Yeah. So I didn't really care because I was like, I want Hulk. Of course you do. Yeah. And so <laughs> I uh, was going through like Iron Man, Captain America, Wasp, like all these people I did know. And then there was just kind of Ms. Marvel yeah. in the back. And yeah, like I didn't really start noticing her until I started reading some uh, the Spider-Man Deadpool. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. She was kind of, she wasn't like a big part in it, but she was just there and i was like okay i kind of want to know a little bit about her so then i started reading her thing and i freaking am hooked i love (laughs) ms marvel (laughs) because she deals with so much she deals with uh with her family being like these really religious people that keep her from doing like one of the other things that i changed is when she comes back um or when she gets out of the cocoon and goes to her house yeah so she does have that moment where her family comes in and she has like I can explain where she turns back into herself, mm-hmm. but 
what happened is Bruno called called her family because he didn't realize that she snuck out. So uh, he called, and then they realized that she's gone. Gotcha. And then they kind of deal with that, where okay. they're like, oh, my gosh, we raised a liar and this and that. Like, I think the books that I read, because I think there's there's four books in total that I read. And it all handled this little bird man person. Okay. Like, everyone calls him a cockatoo, and he's like, I'm not a cockatoo. It's a badass villain name, though. Come on. Yeah, I think if you were to, if you cut out a lot of the like the absolute crazy shit with like, cause he has like robots that are powered by these children and whatever the shit. Okay. Yeah. Like if you cut a lot of that stuff out where he's testing her and shrink it down to something that could be done in like two hours, maybe two and a half at okay. most, I think you can squeeze down that her entire origin into that and then you just have to remove the inhuman part like because uh she gets introduced to the inhuman royal family like medusa and lockjaw i feel that's a little too much thrown to an origin movie yeah so like i think it should be with her struggling to turn into or her struggling to realize that she doesn't need to look like carol to be a superhero to her kind of figuring out her place with her family now that her roles kind of changed now that she's has powers yeah and i think at the end the first person to bring up that she has or to know that she has powers in her family is her brother but i don't really think that that would fit too well like, because i think that's a lot of story to get into to kind of have that make sense yeah so i would cut that out okay and then have she has a like a real like her her mother is the first one to know like and she just kind of knows she's just like i know you're this person or you i know you're ms marvel and she's just like what and i feel like the whole mother daughter or the yeah mother daughter things kind of it's not really something that's been overdone in the mcu but i think it's no, just it's... overdone like the we get the whole mother daughter thing it's, yeah it's weird it is but i feel that it should be her father that knows that she's ms marvel i think that would be a cool spin on it i have to admit yeah and maybe it doesn't bring it up until like the very end when she's questioning her decisions and then he's just kind of like but talks guess about what? i know yeah, not like that oh, plane, no. obviously, but yeah. Like, I just, oh, that'd be amazing. That would be really cool. Anyway, that's all I got. <laughs> Very good drink. <laughs> I say all I got like it was only a short little thing. No, that was a very good drink cast. Good job, man. So, Damn. yeah, so that's my dream cast of. The Ms. Marvel movie being introduced into the MCU. And I kind of want to make, I want to kind of want to send it to people. <laughs> Do it. Do it. I'm super proud of this one. Yeah. 
I would be too. Anyway, you got anything else? I don't. Okay, then let's. I say let's wrap this up. Let's do it. Alright, if you like this episode and want to check out more, you can be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, and now, not now, we are on Spotify. Uh, you can also check out our content on YouTube. Uh, new videos will be headed your way soon. Yes. We're working on one tomorrow, actually. Yes. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the all bros or we're on twitter um at the all bros if you have something you want us to discuss in the next episode or a movie we should see or anything you can also email us at the all bros channel at gmail.com or you can fill out a form on our website which is tinyurl.com forward slash the all bros and then that form gets sent to us and then we read it off <laughs> And we hope to hear from you guys soon. Yes. Next week, we are going to be doing a All Bros breakdown of How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Yeah. Ooh, I almost said three again. <laughs> it's okay. That's literally what it should have been called, but whatever. Yeah. So look forward to that next week. Um, What do you think the question of the week should be? I know I didn't ask one this week. I meant to. Hey, you bitch. But I didn't. So... What what should be the one for? Okay, so we asked one? like which which is your favorite dragon? Yeah, right? what what's your favorite dragon? Um, I don't know. Should it be which is your favorite movie? Which is your favorite How to Train Your Dragon movie out of the three? That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So our question of the week is going to be what of the or which of these three movies is your favorite, and why? Yeah. Pretty it's hard to pretty choose, decent. considering all three of them are very, very good. Have you seen the third one yet? No, I'm going to go see it this coming week. Nice. So, yeah. Okay, well, until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm once again Caleb. And I am once again Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. Bye. I'm going deep here. What the shit? I don't know. What I was expecting was. your normal goofiness, and then I get like, nope. going dark How here. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm going dark over here. <laughs>